Hi, everyone, and welcome to the August 6th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. I've been chasing today's guest for the better part of a year, but she's been so busy finalizing the purchases of dealerships in Canada and the United States, she's simply been unavailable for a 10-minute chat. But just days after announcing the latest deal, and it's a unique one, and we'll discuss it, she had time to talk about expansion, electric vehicles, the used market, and the current inventory situation. We'll hear all about that and more when I finally speak with Steel Auto Group COO Kim Day on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Kim, thanks for joining me on the show this week. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm curious, what made All EV Canada so appealing to Steel? Well, that's a great question. Um, there are actually several factors that made it so appealing to us. Um, you know, EVs are the way of the future. Uh, here at Steel Auto, we've embraced EVs in our new car dealerships. And this is simply an extension of how we want to be seen as the destination for any EV customer in the marketplace. The second reason was the owners uh, and employees of All EV Canada share a passion that is obvious from the moment that you speak with them. Their product knowledge, their expertise are amongst the best in the industry, and they've built relationships throughout the North American EV market that is unmatched. So we believe, you know, that the learnings that they're going to be able to share with us as new vehicle EV dealers will be matched by the learnings we will be able to share with them as a holistic dealership operation in terms of our lead management process, our F&I process, our benchmarking metrics. It just, it just felt like a win-win situation for all of our new and used customers. Strikes me as almost a ready-made solution to um, not a problem, but an opportunity in used EVs. So instead of having to perhaps train your staff and develop a whole department, you sort of bring on board um, a ready-made uh, solution and opportunity to this market, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't only come from a vehicle sales perspective. They have a um, first-in-class service manager over there with some technicians that have uh, you know, EV certification and EV product knowledge uh, that will help assist training our own people here in the service department. I'm I'm curious, what what kind of market is there right now for used electrical ve- electric vehicles, and where do you see it going? I would assume as more get turned in and people upgrade or change, more enter the market. Is is this? You mentioned the wave of the future. Is the used market also part of that electric future? I think it is. You know, it's definitely a growing segment here in Atlantic Canada. Uh, We're in a very, you know, positive situation here in terms uh, of the fact that the four provinces have either announced or rolled out fairly aggressive incentives. uh, And those incentives apply to used EVs and used plug-in hybrids as well. So, uh, you know, there's, I guess, every time the incentive details have been announced, we saw an immediate increase in demand for EVs. Um, so I do see it as a continuing growing segment and it offers the ability for those who are interested in EVs to get in on one, perhaps at a more affordable cost, just to try it out. How important are those incentives? Do you see them going away? Um, would you like to see them go away? Would you like to see them increased perhaps? I just wonder your stance as a dealer group on those incentives, because when I talk to automakers, some say they eventually have to go away and the market has to dictate 
who buys which vehicles. I'm just wondering, from a dealer standpoint, do they need to stay around for a while? I think they need to stay around for a while. I need to, I think that, you know, until there's a bit more adoption rate in the marketplace, they need to be there. And until the prices of some of those vehicles, you know, stabilize a little bit, I do believe that the rebates are a great way to get more people into EVs. Were those rebates a factor in Steele's decision to pursue buying all EV Canada? Because the announcement of the acquisition did come on the heels of two fairly large incentive program announcements in the Maritimes. PEI, for example, $5,000 straight up on, on a newer used EV. So did that factor in? Were you kind of tracking those incentives and then helping that make your decision on purchasing uh, all EV Canada? Not entirely. Uh, certainly the incentives helped us feel very confident about this acquisition, about the opportunity that it presents to us, but we were in talk before some of these incentives were, were released and out. Beyond just electric vehicles, where do you see the used market going from here, especially post-pandemic? Because prices are up. A lot of cars are being shipped to the south, as a matter of fact, to be uh, sold, used in the United States, putting us in a bit of a bind here in Canada, not as big a selection. Where do you see this used market going, not just from an EV standpoint? I think that uh, used vehicle demand is going to continue to be strong, uh, whether it's a gas engine or electric or plug-in hybrid. Um, it's, as you said, I mean, the, the, the prices have never been higher um, and there have been lots of uh, cross-border activity, but we are starting to see a bit of a slowdown in terms of the uh, wholesalers in the U.S. buying from auction. Uh, and we're seeing just a slight normalization or a slight correction, I guess, in the used car valuation. But, uh, you know, it's coming off of a very high watermark. So, um, but I do see used car vehicle demand being strong throughout the rest of this year and and for the foreseeable future. Is it the, you know, I don't think public transit is as big in in Atlantic Canada as it is in, say, Toronto, for example, but I'm wondering if people are buying used because they don't want to ride share anymore or take public transit or take taxis, or are they looking for something cheaper because prices are so high right now on new vehicles due to the semiconductor shortage? What's driving used vehicle sales right now where you're at? I think it's a combination of those elements. I mean, you know, rideshare, you're right. There's not a lot of public transportation um, throughout the Atlantic Canadian provinces. Um, but I do believe that ridership is lower, um, you know, as we continue to navigate through this pandemic. And it is driving that demand for new or used vehicles, frankly. Um, and also we're seeing... As you know, you know, people coming out of this pandemic in financial situations whereby they uh, are looking for affordable vehicles. Um, so used is uh, right up their alley. The All EV Canada acquisition is just the most recent purchase for Steel Auto. Uh, in May, the group bought Humber Motors in Newfoundland. Uh, in March, the company purchased two more dealerships uh, in New Brunswick. Could you maybe outline Steel's expansion strategy? Does the company have a goal of buying so many stores in 2021, or does Steel go about seeking out dealerships um, that they're targeting? I'm just wondering what the company is looking for as it acquires more dealerships. 
Um, just a slight correction there. We actually bought th- three dealerships in March uh, in St. John, New Brunswick. Um, but to answer your, your strategy question, to be honest, we don't set a target as to how many stores we will acquire in any given year. Um, we really approach every single deal as its own opportunity. Okay. I think if we, if, you know, if we, we started to set these specific strategies in terms of number of rooftops and whatnot, we may overlook a better opportunity solely to tick off a checkbox. So we really do like to size up all opportunities and pick what makes most sense for us. And by opportunities, it doesn't always even need to be car dealerships. You know, there may be some other um, opportunity out there that would complement our business very well, but allow us to, to diversify. As you expand, others are as well. Um, one of the big stories uh, this month, U.S.-based Lithia Motors is poised to buy FAF Auto Group. Um, it's really the first U.S. group to target dealership groups in Canada. I'm curious, how does the Lithia deal buying FAF and Lithia's money affect the buy-sell market in Canada? Does it change the dynamic in any way? And if so, how? It's a great question. It, it, time will tell. Uh, if I had a crystal ball uh, in terms of how it might affect valuations moving forward, I, I can't answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is definitely interesting that they are as interested as they are in Canadian groups. And, you know, they've, they've made that statement that they're looking for more opportunity in Canada. Um, but it's not going to change the way that we approach any M&A activity, not, not at least in the short term. And, and you're also interested in dealerships south of the border, correct? We are. And one of the things that I, I failed to mention on the acquisition front or the M&A front was we're really looking now to try to you know, grow outside of Atlantic Canada. Um, a, a market that w- is very appealing to us is Ontario. Um, but yes, Texas will continue to be on our radar as well. Before we go, uh, we're more than halfway through 2021 now, and I'm wondering how sales were generally in Atlantic Canada where provinces have basically weathered the pandemic fairly well um, when compared with and to other provinces. How have sales been for steel and generally speaking uh, in the Maritimes throughout the first six months of the year? Sales have continued to be very strong in 2021 in Atlantic Canada. Um, I can't, I'll speak for, from our perspective, new vehicle sales for us, you know, we're roughly 25% ahead of last year um, at the end of June. Um, wow. And that's, that's, yeah, that's something to be said, because as you know, of course, last year we lived through the pandemic. So it's a, it, it's not an apples to apples comparison, sure. but as you know, you know, latter end of May and June sales really, really picked up here in 2020 uh, as we were coming out of lockdown. Um, so sales are extremely strong, both on new and used, at least for the, the first six months. And frankly, July is trending quite well also. Um, but as everybody else in the North American marketplace knows, we're facing inventory challenges, um, depending on the brand. So that leads right into my next question. How do you see the second half of the year playing out, given the inventory shortages, given there is some speculation and concern that there might be a fourth wave with the Delta variant if not enough people get vaccinated. I'm just wondering what you see um, August to, you know, basically New Year's Eve. How do you see it playing out in the final few months of the year? I'll only speak to Atlantic Canada. Sure. Um, and the, re- the reason I say that is, as you mentioned a while ago, our pandemic experience has been a little bit better. 
than certainly some other markets. So I think demand is going to continue to stay strong through the next six or the next five months. I guess here we are I know. Uh, through July. Um, you know, inventory is going to remain a challenge, but it's been a challenge since March. And we've seemed to be able to um, still be able to meet customer demand. So I, and, and as it relates to a fourth wave, while it's entirely possible, we did not see dramatic declines here in Atlantic Canada uh, through the third wave. So that's my optimistic crystal ball <laughs> <laughs> that we're going to be in good shape. I'm wondering, do you take pre-orders? How are you handling it to meet demand right now? Um, are you taking deposits and then ensuring a vehicle comes in? Just what's the process right now when inventory is tight? We absolutely are, are taking pre-orders. Um, you know, we're ordering custom vehicles. We're putting it in the system. You know, the unfortunate part is in many instances, we we can't commit or confirm a delivery date. So, and it, and it's a, it's a bit different depending on which brand you're speaking of, but customers are still coming in and they, they know what they want to purchase for the most part and they'll stick, they'll stick to the brand. But we are seeing some people canceling their, their deposits and, and moving over to something else because of availability. But I would say that that's a smaller portion of the population. Kim, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me this week. Thank you. Appreciate your time as well. We reached Kim at her office on the East Coast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.